guys. Thank you so much for joining us on the Planting Wealth Podcast. My name is Stephen Allred. I am the founder of Ignite Financial, and we created this podcast for people who may be auditory learners, for people who may be listening to this on their commute, which we think is a perfect, perfect way to spend your commute is to spend time learning more about what you care about. And I know that's kind of a convoluted sentence, but we're going to go with it, okay? Um, we also have a course. We have a video series called Morning Expresso. We have so many things, so much content coming out for you guys. Uh, we just launched a members-only segment of our website, and that's just for people who are in between the course and the podcast and the morning series and just hiring us as their ongoing financial planners. And we start out at $25 a month, up to $325 a month, not including investments. And that's our financial planning fee. But we created members only because some people are like, we don't want, we're not really sure we're at a point where we need financial planning help. And while I I have a deliverable to hand people that say, hey, this is what we do for you on a monthly basis every single month for the first year. And then we just restart the cycle. We have that that lays it all out, but some people just, they just don't want to hire a financial planner. They're too young. They don't make enough money. We understand it. And so we created this members only section, this membership site where we can give you content that's exclusive, that's going to help you level up your life. Embedded in that is the mental snacks newsletter, which is amazing. I love it. I love how it's easy to curate and I read a ton and there's just so much that I feel like I can pass on to other people who are in the audience because some people just don't have time to read through Google articles all day. That's just not what they do. And I spend a couple of hours a day reading articles and trying to figure out new tactics and new strategies and ways to help my clients level up their life and their professional and financial situation or achieve their financial or professional goals. Yeah, sign up for all of those. Sign up for every single one of them. What I want to talk to you today is about human capital, what that means and how to really use it to your advantage. So the title of this is going to be why millennials need to work on raising their income more than anything. That's a really long title. That's not what it's going to be, but that's pretty much the gist of what we're going to talk about. Human capital is such a big underappreciated things. And as millennials, we aren't taught that the biggest asset that we have right now, since we don't have houses, since we don't have huge 401k balances, since we don't have big burgeoning businesses, we're going to talk about your potential for earning income. Because at the end of the day, you can only cut down your expenses so much before you are just living in poverty and you're not able to enjoy life at all and you're not able to eat because you're trying to survive on ramen noodles and then pay down your student loans. So when you get to that point where you don't want to cut out your quality of life anymore, the only other option is to go the other way and that's increase, increase. I'll say it again, increase your income. Now, for some people that may be a salary negotiation away at your current place, for others, it might be starting a business. For others, it might be Ubering or delivering pizzas on the weekend. For others, it might be 
to switch companies because their company's not going to like the salary negotiation and it might be time to switch and go for a higher salary. But at the end of the day, it has to be done. Because when you look at all of your financial obligations and then you add on top of that your financial dreams, what you come to is that delta, that difference, <laughs> is the amount of money that you need to make more than what you're making right now. So if you look at your bills and you're like, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, I'm living comfortable, I, ha I have the opportunity to go out with my friends and party and, and have a little fun and join leagues and you know watch Netflix on the weekends, like I have time for that and that's what I want to live but I'm still not saving as much as I would like to for a new house or a new car or saving up for just an emergency fund to pay for repairs on the car that you already have. See what I mean? That delta, that difference between financial obligations and then your financial goals is where you have to learn how to raise your income because to be honest, a lot of our incomes aren't cutting it. My income isn't cutting it. My income wasn't cutting it. From my first, from my second job out of college to my third job, I lost $10,000 in income. And that was because I was sold on the potential to make more income, but when it didn't happen, instead of renegotiating my salary or going to another firm, I ended up just eating the cost and ended up in a worse financial situation than I would have been otherwise. When I am about to marry a girl who's in nonprofit management and she started out with her first job making more than I ever made as a non as an entry level nonprofit worker and I'm in finance, like not only was that a gut check, not only was that an ego check, it was a realization like, wait, I work in finance. My degree is in finance. It should never have been the case. So what I did is I decided that in order to increase my income exponentially, in order to be able to accomplish all the goals that we want to do, I decided to start Ignite. I thought that what I had the potential to do and what I had the potential to accomplish may not have been on the same track that other people would have let me do. And that's why I started my own company. Of course, my minors are in entrepreneurship and marketing, so that doesn't hurt so I, I've, this is my third company that I've run. You know, it doesn't take away from what I have and what I've learned, but really anyone can run a company. You just have to be able to suck it up and have the support of your partner or your family because the moment that you are having trouble and you aren't able to pull it together and they say, yeah, you should have taken a job, it's going to just mess with you a little bit. It's going to mess with your psyche. It's going to mess with your ability to deal with failure. It's going to mess with your ability to deal with rejection. And then you'll be on a downward spiral. You won't even know that you're sliding, but it'll be a very, very slippery and slow descent once you don't have the support of the people around you. One way that I decided to increase my income was to start my own company. What other people might do is they might go to their boss and say, hey, I've been working here for two years. I really think that I've been doing a good job. What do you think? And the boss will say what they think and you say, well, what could I do better? What would make me the best employee to you? And the boss will tell you A, B, and C and you say, okay, if I do A, B, and C over the next quarter and we keep track of this, can I get a raise? I would like to, I would like to negotiate a raise if I do what you just told me would be the best use of my skills and my ability and my time. If I do all of these things for you and do a great job, 
will you be willing to give me a raise of X amount of money, 10,000, 5,000, whatever. Also, another tactic is to look at some things and work outside of your office hours and figure out where you can cut costs and help your employer out, whether that's generating more income or cutting expenses, which both will increase the profit margin that they have. You can go up to your boss or your leader and say, hey, I've been thinking, I believe that I can provide more value than I am right now. And here are the places where I think I can provide the most value. And as a result, I believe that I can either increase our income or decrease our expenses by about $20,000. So if I were to do that, would you be willing to give me a $5,000 raise? Because the net on that is $15,000. I'm helping our profits by $15,000. Now, if you're on a bigger scale and you can negotiate a million, <laughs> I can cut our expenses by a million or I can cut our expenses by two million or I can increase our income by 500,000, then you have way more leverage, way more leverage. So once you look at what your job responsibilities are and your job duties and extrapolate, I know big million dollar word, extrapolate what your impact on the profits are, then you can go back and say, okay, if I tweak this a little bit, I can save us millions of dollars on our expenses, which increase our profit by millions of dollars. And all I'm asking for is a measly $10,000 raise. That's not a big deal. I can do this all day. So when you go and you are ready to negotiate your salary increase or negotiate a raise, you can bring all of the things, the qualitative, which is saying, hey, what can I do to make me the best employee in your eyes? That's qualitative. Then you can bring in the quantitative, which is I'm going to do what you told me to do, and then I'm going to save you a million dollars in the process. And once you bring those two together and you present it with facts and figures and charts and whatever you guys use, <laughs> don't make it pie in the sky Dig into the weeds and say, hey, I made this decision and this impacted your bottom line, your P&L, which is profit and loss, your P&L by $2 million. That's when you can say, hey, I did this and I believe that I deserve a raise. Now, if your boss comes back and says, uh, I don't think you deserve a raise. I think you're just doing what I told you to do. Then you say, OK, thank you very much. You start retooling, retooling that resume of yours putting in facts and figures that you've already found because when you were doing the research and trying to convince your boss to give you a raise, you already brought up all the figures, slap that onto your resume, make it all nice, check for spelling mistakes and grammatical errors, and then start sending your resumes out. Hey, I worked at this firm for two years. In the last quarter, I have increased profit by $3 million. What are you willing to give me? I can do the same for your company. And that's when you start leveraging your human capital. That's when you start increasing your income. You can start a side business, a side hustle. You can work delivery, or you can go back with facts and figures. I have not done the more extreme where you're just like, I'm just gonna quit cold turkey, and I'm gonna speak and do consulting. What I have done is I've done delivery to increase income. I've done uh, Uber and Lyft to increase income. I've done a business to increase income. And I've done that salary negotiation tactic before. All of these three ways are great ways to figure it out. Of course, there are more off the wall things that I haven't been able to try, so I can't verify. But I've heard of some great, great opportunities on Amazon, going to liquidation sales and buying products 
and then going ahead and selling them on Amazon for twice the price or retail value. I know that I've been in Walmart before and looked at some of the $5 discs, then went straight to Amazon on my phone and looked at how much those discs were selling for. And I was like, oh wait, brand new. This movie is selling for 20, but it's selling for five at Walmart. So if I took that, took five of those actually, 25, and then you can do the math because five times 20 is 100. You bought five times five is 25. So you have a Delta 75 profit, $75 a profit. If you did that once a month, bought five discs, sold them for 20 on Amazon. If you did that once a month, you'd make $75 a month. Now that might not be a big deal, but if you times that out over a year, you're making well over $800 a year. Now, might not be a big deal, but if you've ever done the math on retirement calculations or time value of money and you've done $800 a year times, let's say, 10 years, making a, let's just say, really small 4% a rate of return, you can see what you'll have in retirement. I mean, it's very, very simple, easy ways to do this. It's just difficult to get in the practice of it. It's difficult to get in the practice of remembering what to say to your boss to make sure that you guys are on the same page. It's difficult to remember to track every single dollar. Uh, my fiance, we're about to get married. She's at a new job and she's been working on uh, grants. Every single grant that she gets accepted, she's going back to her resume and saying, okay, just make sure I keep track of this running number. All right, I raised $10,000. So now I'm personally responsible for $10,000 in grant raising. Uh, I've raised 20 extra thousand dollars. Okay, now I'm responsible for $30,000 in grant raising. When you are able to quantify it, it looks much better to a potential employer and to your actual employer. And then when you go to start your own company, let's say she was to start her own nonprofit doing grant consulting, then she can take the numbers that she did from all of her previous jobs. Let's say she wrote $5 million in grants or $50 million or whatever is an impressive number. Then she can say, I have written $50 million in grants. It's just, it's just about being mindful of what you're doing and making sure that even though you may not be external credit, you have to internally remember everything that you've been doing and remember how it may be lending itself to a positive light. So even if you hate your job, and you hate where you are or don't dis or don't like this much or don't feel engaged, engage on that part where it's like, okay, well, if I keep doing this and keep doing that, I'll get a raise. Well, what happens if you get a raise and you leave the company for another company? Well, they ask for salary requirements or what you made your last job. So even if you get, went from 50K or 75K, you jumped up 5,000 for a salary negotiation, still didn't like your job. So let's say you went from 50,000 to 55,000. Now, when you go to the next company, you quit your job after you get the raise. Now, when you go to your next company, you can say you made 55K and then you can start negotiating from 55K rather than quitting at 50K and then trying to negotiate up. See what I mean? It's really about being mindful of what you're doing and what you're responsible for, and then being able to mentally remember to leverage that later. All right, guys, thank you so much. I want to really, really, really encourage you guys to be more mindful in what you're doing. If you wanna learn more about my company, you can type in into Twitter at IgniteFP, that is Frank and Polly, so IgniteFP. And you can look up our website there. You can go to plantingwealth.com to see the blog post that we've been working on. 
you can go to our website, which is just ignitefp.com. Go to the brain food section and you'll see our 10-week course that's free to help you guys manage your money better. You'll see our podcast link. You'll see our morning espresso link, which is our YouTube channel. You'll see everything. <laughs> we're everywhere. We have an Instagram. We're, we're everywhere. We are really driven to provide content at all costs. We want to help people, whether they're clients or not. Our hidden goal of our content marketing strategy is to provide so much value that people can change their financial situations for free just by just keeping up with us. They don't have to be clients in order to be impacted on a large scale. I want to thank you guys again. Have a good week. July 4th was last week. I hope you guys had a great long weekend. That's why the podcast didn't go out last week. We had fun. We went to Nashville, which is where I'm from and where uh, we're actually getting married in the fall. We hung out there, did some wedding stuff, and now we're back in the A hanging out. So yeah, you guys have a great week. Remember, be mindful. Be mindful.